MoneyWeb now on the money. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Training now with uh, Daniel King, Head of Fixed Income Merchant uh, at Merchant West Investments. Daniel, uh, welcome to the show. A, a presentation that, uh, that, that you were doing earlier, and I, I caught some of it, talking around REITs, uh, listed property stocks. I mean, discount to net asset value is certainly attractive, uh, in some cases as wide as 30%. Yields looking good, but you make the point, compared to perhaps the sort of risk-free, the bank rates, the bonds, yields are perhaps a little bit so-so. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, the bottom line is when you're buying a REIT, you're not just buying an underlying property. Mm. Um, you're buying four things, actually. You're buying uh, the underlying properties. You're buying management and their ability to allocate your capital. You're buying an underlying portfolio of leases that, that your tenants have signed. And most importantly, probably, you're buying a whole bunch of operating and financial um uh, a leverage within that within that system. The biggest one being the the financial debt that that sits within the REIT. So you actually have to do quite a bit of work to to get something that's comparable to bond yields in the first place. Um, and that's that's kind of that was the point of that that segment of the webinar that we did. Um, that this thirty percent discount to NAV has two issues. Um, the first is that it's distorted by by the amount of debt mm-hmm. within the REIT sector, with LTVs around forty percent. Um, and the second thing is that that uh, that the NAV itself is is potentially stale, um, as the kind of so-called independent valuers in in the South African market are quite slow to adjust those cap rates, the the, the um, capitalization rates at which they value the properties to yeah. to bond yields, like you say. So, I mean, in just very simple terms, as bond yields rise, you know, the capitalization rate on all assets needs to rise mm-hmm. um, to reflect that 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 higher base rate of interest rates. And so we haven't really seen that to any significant extent in the property sector. And once you adjust for this underlying leverage, firstly, and the the fact that cap rates should be increasing for all assets, um, we have found that we're, you know, the 30% to, uh, discount to, to book values in the, in the listed REIT sector is more or less appropriate. Um, uh, skewing between appropriate to actually moderately overvalued potentially um, if we account for other things as well within the REIT sector. So, um, you know, we don't uh, think there's much to be excited about there. Um, And if you don't have to have an exposure to listed property in South Africa, um, I don't see a very strong reason to. Yeah, I, I take your point. I mean, it, it, I mean, thirty percent sounds attractive, and certainly that's the sort of mm. old school methodology. But you know, valuations mm. are perhaps a, a little bit slow, and and then it's yeah. yield. And I mean, sure, I can get some nice yields, eight nine percent maybe. I can go and buy a, a government bond and get and get ten percent, which is a much exactly. less riskier uh, in investment for a, a frankly exactly. better return. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, that yield always needs to be viewed in the context of potential growth. Mm. Um, so, so this is not the mid-2000s uh, to mid-teens where your commercial property sector was delivering, you know, net yeah. property income growth close to double digits, sometimes even double digits net property income growth. This is a situation now where we're facing an acute surplus of office properties mm-hmm. um, in the South African market. Um, some might say an acute surplus of, of large kind of retail properties yeah. as well. And so what that's going to mean is for some time, the, the dynamics, they are quite deflationary. 
Um, uh, and so, you know, huge states of over-rentedness um, in, in, in retail and office properties exist right now in, in certain key nodes within the country. Not everywhere, but, but in, in big chunks of the urban areas in the country. So that means that your growth expectation needs to be tempered quite significantly. Um, for organic growth in the listed property market. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and naturally, that means your yield needs to rise because, like yeah. you say, you can do 12% in a bond. So um, if you're only going to be doing a long-term growth of maybe 3.5% um, to 4.5% in listed property organic growth, um, then where does your, your property yield need to be? Naturally, it needs to be right up at 12 13% because you need to earn an equity risk premium over and above the bond yeah. Um, yeah. In, you know, in normal periods. So... So that again, that points to the fact that you know, uh, yes, the yields look look high in absolute terms, but once we control for growth dynamics and once we control for leverage, um, and the state of supply, uh, you know, it it it's pretty easy to justify the valuation. Gotcha. You mentioned OTVs, and I, I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking back to the sort of 2017, 2018, when, when this sector peaked, I mean, ahead of the pandemic, yeah. when LTVs were high, when, when premiums to NAV, mm. when yields were low, LTVs at around 40%. I mean, is, is, there's, there's two tricks there. The one is, of course, loan to value, and, well, is that value, to your point, stale, which yeah. It, yeah. It, it is 40% because intuitively it looks better. Do you think it's good enough? Uh, no, I don't think it's good enough. I think in certain sectors, it's not good enough. Um, uh, keep in mind that in many instances, um, if the banking sector, so will, will, you know, will extend loans to to listed property companies mm-hmm. with covenants attached to them. Yeah, yeah. So in some cases, those covenants are as low as a fifty percent LTV or a fifty-five percent LTV. Meaning, if you cross this threshold, um, we're going to take control mm-hmm. of the cash flows coming in and out of the business. Uh, effectively speaking. And so you're actually quite vulnerable to um, impairments on the value of the properties uh, when you're sitting at a 40 to 45% LTV, like some of the REITs are. Um, you know, a 20% or 30% impairment, which I've argued is not out of the realm of possibility, it's quite plausible actually. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing leaves you very uncomfortably close, if not in breach of existing covenants. Um, and so it's not enough of a safety net. If you go through enough cycles with a 40 to 45% LTV, at some point you're going to cross those covenants and you're going to cause a liquidity crisis in the business, which causes a, ultimately the market's going to abandon you, the equity market, yeah. which we saw. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and so that's, that, that's why it's kind of, uh, I think, flying too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, something closer to 30% for me is more sustainable, especially in, in the current condition. That's not to say there are subsectors within property sure. that are not, you know, just, uh, struggling with this um, kind of deflationary dynamic. Obviously, there are sectors like storage. Um, there are also sectors like um, logistics to some extent that are not that are not in a state of oversupply, generally speaking. And so there, you may be more comfortable with higher LTVs, but because they're generally in an inflationary state. But in office and retail, I I, um, I think as an equity investor, you should be quite vigilant about making sure that the balance sheet of the underlying business that you're investing in is, is quite conservative. I take your point, absolutely. And I, I, yeah, LTV at 40 is better, but maybe not good, perhaps is the point. Believe that there. That's Daniel King, Head of Fixed Income, Merchant West Investments. Appreciate the early morning. And that's our poll today on uh, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Are you seeing value? I mean, on the surface, there certainly is value in the sector. But as Daniel says there, when you start to scratch, mm, we've got to be a little more selective. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn, Twitter. 
The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.